Assalamu alaikum everyone and welcome to the IFG podcast. This is Ibrahim, your host. And with me I have the wonderful Khiza Muhammad, our community lead. And we have Mohsin Patel, uh, my co-founder and uh, long-time, long-suffering friend. Hello. Welcome, both of you. Hey everyone. Inshallah, today we're going to be talking a little bit about the Ramadan charity guide. Ramadan charity clarity, I think is the specific name, isn't it, Khizr? Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know what it is, essentially it's this 50-60 page document where we have gone through and picked out 20 really high impact charities from our perspective. And we've asked them a bunch of questions that are focused around impact and effectiveness and long-term thinking. And then we've summarized that and put our own perspective on it as well in this charity guide. So the idea is that you read it and in a nutshell, you can get a really good perspective on what on earth these charities are actually up to and do you actually care about them. And then after that, we've also given our own portfolios. So what we've done is we've constructed portfolios times four, so four portfolios out of these 20 charities, depending on the various different tastes or pre-selections that you might have. And the idea is that with one click on our IFG Zakat calculator, you can actually invest in one of these or all of these four portfolios. And the thinking there is that at heart, we want to make this whole thing a lot more thoughtful rather than us. You know, one of our team members, he was telling me that what he does with his wife is he says, I'm going to give you 10 pounds each. I'm going to give you 10 pounds and just 100 pounds and then 10 pounds every day. You spend it on charities in the last 10 days. And the way you do it is you just flick the channels. Islam (laughs) channel, Bangla TV, (laughs) Channel S and all these. And just pick a chart, whatever's on and just give 10 pounds so we want to be a little bit more thoughtful this year i won't ask you to guess who it is but i suspect i know who it is (laughs) i suspect you guys know who it is but inshallah this year we want to get him and everyone including ourselves to be a lot more thoughtful so yeah that's what it is it's a great point because charity every year is like i often say to you know when you're explaining zakat to non-muslims i often liken it to i mean for those who do their own tax returns will be familiar with january 31st deadline it's a bit like that because you've got to think about you know everything that you've got going on all the assets and you've got to you know stick it through a calculator and what have you and all of that on its own is quite painful and then you've got to think about where am i actually putting it we know that we should be doing it in a way that is you know meaningful impactful but often we just don't have the time or the inclination and where do you even start thinking about that because there's so much i guess opaqueness when it comes to charity because obviously everyone's kind of saying the best things about themselves right there isn't really an objective resource and i guess that's been the inspiration for us doing this i think when it comes to charity the way that i was taught about charity it was just kind of my parents would give me money and they would say oh oh, just put it in the moss bucket or just Mm. give it over there there was you know so i feel like most people are taught about charity that way and in that process, you're not teaching people or children about thinking about the long term or thinking about the effectiveness of the money you're giving. And this kind of sticks with people till they grow up. And what we can see now is most people 
when they do give, they'll just look at what's the easiest thing to give to. So yeah. whether it's the masjid that's fun, you know, the bucket that's being passed around or whether it's someone doing collections or you'll look at the easiest, quickest way to do that. Mm. And that's why we can even see that reflected in the charity sector. A lot of charities have invested extensively into their investing, into their donation technology to make sure that it's as simple and streamlined as possible where you can now donate to a charity in like less than two clicks. And it's for this exact reason, ease. And I don't think we think about impact and effectiveness. I'm keen to get your guys' thoughts on, I guess, like one pushback here could be impact is not my problem. My thing is with Allah and I need to give charity. And as long as I'm doing that, Allah is going to be pleased with me. What do you guys think about that? My thoughts on this are that there's multiple strands to charity. There's your relationship with Allah and what it says about you. And then there's also the impact that that charity has. So it can't just be completely thoughtless. You just give it to a you know dog home down the road or you give it to a rich man, right? There might be some minor reward there, but it's better to make sure that there's actual impact. And I think for a long time, and you know, Khizid, you rightly pointed out just then about how people, when they grow up, they grow up being taught about that personal relationship where you, you know, I will tell my child, you know, if you give to this, then you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put barakah in your wealth mm. or it makes you feel good or whatever it is. But we don't actually make them think about where that money is going and why that's important. And the reason why it's really important is twofold. The first thing is because it's a very sunnah or prophetic way of doing it. So when you look at Uthman anhu, the major donations that he made that are famous are the waqf that is still running to this day. Then you've got his donation to buy the well from the Jewish person who was in the early days when the Muslims moved to Medina. And then he donated for a big battle, I think it was Tabuk, uh, where he donated a lot of wealth. And all three of these things, they're not an emergency appeal. They're not mm. a disaster relief. These mm. are like long-term investments into infrastructure and like the fabric of the Strategic, community. Strategic, right? Exactly. And and I think we forget that. And then the second reason, apart from it just being a prophetic thing, which alone is, I think, is important. But the second reason is that, you know, the best charities the most effective, impactful charities, we think that they're all the same really, but actually that's not true. The best charities can have somewhere between a 600 and a thousand X better outcome with the same 1000 pounds than the other charity. Mm. And that is going to be based on their research and it's going to be based on how thoughtful they are, how much we hold their feet to the fire. And so this Ramadan charity guide was trying to take all of that thinking and take the first step. Frankly speaking, I don't think we're anywhere near where we should be mm. in terms of rigor, but I want to build on that in the next two or three Ramadans, where in the next few years, eventually we're like, you know, this is like almost like a scientific process. And I'm not saying, by the way, we should take out all emotions from this, but I think it's really important to recalibrate at least to have some thought about impact in there somewhere. Definitely. I think impact's incredibly important. And while we were actually putting this charity guide together, I was looking at the initial choice of charities you made, Ibrahim. And then I know we added to that. And I was thinking, oh, like this is a very small, unheard of charity. What was kind of like your thought process there or your thought process, Mohsen, when you were choosing these charities? I think from my side, it was, there's a really good book by a guy called William Mackerskill, who is an associate professor of philosophy at Oxford, so therefore he must be right in everything. And he wrote a book called Doing Good Better, which has become very influential in this space. 
And one of the things that he said that you need to focus on, apart from, you know, how many people this is benefiting and how much impact it's going to have, is also how neglected or overlooked is this area. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately what you want to think about is if you don't give to X cause or X charity, will 100 other people be able to step in and just fill that gap? Whereas if you are giving to a smaller, more neglected charity that is also very valuable, and you don't give it, will someone else step in? And if the answer is no, or much, much less likely, then actually that becomes a much more high value donation from your perspective, because your thousand pounds means a lot more than it does if you gave it to, a, let's say, a larger, more prominent charity. I think what's interesting here is that, you know, ultimately the conclusion of the Charity Clarity Guide is, as you said, Ibrahim, for recalling them portfolios. And if you actually think about giving charity as investment, Often what you're trying to do in investment is find overlooked investments where there are outsized returns. And it's exactly the same parallel when it comes to charity, right? So you're looking for charities that are going to take your money and do something outsized with that money as compared to another charity. It's all about, you know, in the business world, we talk about the return on equity, right? So when you get the cash in, what are you going to generate with that one pound for a business? And I guess the measure for a charity is what is the impact that you're going to deliver with that one pound? Agreed. And then there's this other aspect to that, the neglected thing, which is important. And that is that what we sometimes do, I think, is we think, okay, there's these big, large charities, they do a whole bunch of things. And there's all these like smaller charities. And I don't really want to mess around and give to all of them. I'd rather just get it all sorted in one place, like work out my zakat in one place, and then just give it to that one person. And I actually do this myself. I historically used to give to National Zakat Foundation, I might split a little bit to Islamic Relief, and that's kind of it. I don't mess around with other people, unless it's like, you know, it pops up, and I feel like giving at the time. But because of that, what happens is the bulk of our donations end up just going to those big mainstream charities. Mm. It's a bit like the first past the post system in that sense, mm. where you kind of, because the big one always wins, the little ones just don't get a look in at all, disproportionately so. And that means that they actually do worse. And then the next year, they don't have enough money to do any more marketing. Mm. And so they do even more, you know, even more badly. And then that kind of vicious cycle repeats itself until eventually you just have these big, massive charities that just do everything. I'll add two points to that. I think that's absolutely right. One point is that I feel like the marketing space is dominated by the big guys and they've kind of bought all the slots in the masjid like, you know, last 10 nights um, funds, like night allocation, masjid collections. They've got their banners everywhere. They've got the ease of donation system. So that's one thing that I feel like really helps them put ahead and therefore like the smaller charities get neglected. And the other thing is, I feel like people mentally, when they think about a bigger charity, they think about something that's more established and therefore probably has more rigor processes and is probably going to be more efficient in their impact. So a lot of people think, oh, okay, why give to these smaller charities who probably don't have the same processes? They're probably like, you know, they're still learning. They're going to make mistakes with money. Why not just give to the big guys that have been doing it for like 30, 40 years? And they're probably like, you know, they've got everything set. You're going to get more bang for your buck. What do you think about that, Mohsen? It's a totally fair point. And to echo Ibrahim's point, I'm actually personally, I've been the same. Like I think this year I will actually take the portfolio approach because of having seen the thought and, and obviously I, I, 
of course i think this is now the right way but historically yeah i've been of that approach and i think it's all about education right so i think that you know as ibrahim said this is the first step to kind of helping people to understand this concept and you know if we can in some way help that journey then so much the better i think from a personal perspective that's what i'll be doing this year Definitely. And we've spoken about portfolios quite, you know, mentioning them here and there throughout this podcast. Ibrahim, can you kind of explain this concept of the portfolios? Yeah, it goes back to the, you know, the previous point I was making around how we incline towards the majority or the big charity. And then that means that this vicious cycle perpetuates. But what if you could diversify your charity giving across a range of different charities at one click and that way, you know that you're going to have at least some exposure somewhere to some really high impact stuff that's going to really like blossom your £1,000 into like £10,000 worth of impact. And so you're spreading your risk. But then also what it means is that those smaller charities that perhaps you wouldn't on your own be bothered enough to go out and donate to like six different charities. But if you could just do it in one place, people would do that. So that's the thinking behind this portfolio approach. And then the other thinking is that, you know, frankly speaking, look, we've done the charity clarity guide, but we also know that most people will not have individually sat down and done this level of detail of analysis and, you know, asking 20 different charities about their perspectives on things. So what we want to do is do a lot of that hard, heavy lifting for you and then give you our findings on the portfolio and actually break it down. Like, you know, this is what's happening within the portfolio, but also give you that flex of, okay, you can either trust us and our judgment on this, or you can use our thinking and then tweak it and actually do your own thing based on the calculation that you have. Because our Zakat calculator doesn't just allow you to give to portfolios, it allows you to tweak and it allows you to give to individual charities as well. So then, you know, you have basically complete flex, but you are a lot more educated about what you're doing. Right. And Mohsen, you've worked like quite closely with the team on the Zakat calculator. So maybe could you share like what really makes us different and what we're trying to do with it? Yeah, sure. So I think there are obviously Zakat calculators out there. I think what makes the IFG one a little different is the fact that we actually cover a whole bunch of different asset classes, including the emerging ones. So like, you know, crypto and the like in a way that is, you know, very intuitive and very, very nice to use. And then I think the other key thing is is obviously this element of being able to give as a portfolio. I think that's crucial. And then there's a repeatability element. So, you know, if you're anything like me, it's a real pain putting everything in and I genuinely like forget some stuff sometime and then I remember like a day later that, oh, I didn't account for, you know, this investment here or that investment there and I ended up having to give a little bit of extra zakat and it's a little bit late and what have you. So actually having the ability to put that stuff in one year, know that it's going to be there again next year and all I have to think about is, you know, what's changed since last year. All of that is pretty meaningful. Agreed. And then the other like couple of things that are interesting with the Zagat calculator this year is we are building an app called IFG Wealth, within which, by the way, the Zagat calculator sits. And when you enter your Zagat data, we'll actually generate for you a free financial health check or give you a series of insights around your finances based on the Zagat data. So what that does is that actually you'll probably end up saving or making thousands of pounds more inshallah on the back of just those insights so you're not actually doing you know you're donating maybe like a few hundred pounds but i suspect most people end up getting a lot more back as a result 
And then the other thing that we've done, because obviously we're an investment company, right? So, you know, we might as well. We've got a halal money formula course where we go through from the A to Z of investing, particularly for people who are just starting out on their journey. And that is, I think the price is £278 at the moment. But if you refer four people to do the zakat calculation via the IFG zakat calculator, then we'll actually give you that for free. So that's another way of getting hold of something decent. It's a good course as well. Yeah, it is a good course. Right. Yeah, we get, get some decent reviews. You guys would say that, wouldn't you? <laughs> I know, I know. We're biased. Wow. Well, this has been a really interesting discussion, everyone. Jazakallah khair. And for all of you listeners out there, make sure you download our Ramadan Charity Clarity Guide and check it out for yourselves and start thinking about the impact and effectiveness of your charity. Because if we start looking at charity as investments, right, you could 2x your 2x your investments or you could 100x them. So think about charity in the same way. You could get maybe two times or three times the ajr or whatever the calculation is that Allah wishes to give or you could 100x it or 1000x it or or even much greater than that so let's be akhira centered i'd say and think about it that way and if we do it that way then we can build gains and rewards both in this life for the muslim community and for the hereafter inshallah any final thoughts guys i mean as well yeah, <laughs> yeah inshallah thank you everyone take until, care until next time assalamu alaikum wa alaikum salam If you got this far, you must have enjoyed the podcast, which means you'll definitely love our other episodes and other content we produce as well, inshallah. Be sure to check out the website, islamicfinanceguru.com, as well as our YouTube channel and social media. Until next time, assalamu alaikum.